off script with Trish Gloss. Intimate interviews with interesting people in front of my microphone today is DJ Gemini. What's happening? Hello, sir. This is supposed to be for interesting people and stuff. I don't hey, know why you got me here. Interesting to me. Okay. And you're interesting to me. Um, okay, so we're going to get started. A lot of people know uh, local DJ. Yes. Radio host. I'm like the second DJ you've had on here. What's what's going on? Why That's couldn't true. I be the first? I know you're right. I'm sorry. You just won favorite DJ. I did. Favorite radio personality, I yes. think it was. Yes. Yeah. Was yes. it favorite or was it best or most popular? I don't know. You've won this like how many times now? <laughs> maybe, 20? Yeah, maybe five, six. <laughs> no. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw you at Jacksonville Inn a couple weeks ago. My husband said, congratulations. And you're like, yeah, thanks. And I was like, don't congratulate him. He wins this all the time. <laughs> and I have no idea why. And, None And whatsoever. your wife has said she's given up. Yeah, she's like done. She's like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to let him have it. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk a lot about radio. But first, um, I always like to start off with where are you from? Originally. Well, born in Seattle. Okay. Raised in Beaverton, Oregon. Okay. Go Nike. I don't know. <laughs> so you're you're a Pacific Northwest boy. I am. I am. Raised in the Pacific Northwest and uh yeah, parents, um well actually mom uh-huh. uh moved from Seattle to Portland. When and, was that? Uh, that was a it was it was decades ago. <laughs> I mean you don't did you live a long time in Seattle? Well, up until I think about seven, seven okay. years old or whatever, and then she got a job in Portland, okay. and uh, she was like a department store manager, Okay. and uh, moved us down here. I have a half-brother, and uh, she's like, we're going to Portland, and I'm like, okay. So we moved first to southeast Portland, mm -hmm. and then she got a job in Beaverton, Okay. and it was weird because, you know, straight-up suburbia, you yeah. know, and... Um, you know, Portland was cool and everything, but suburbia, I really didn't even know anything about, like, that type of environment. You the will. burbs. Yeah, the burbs. And uh, it was unique. Mm -hmm. It was unique. So it was just you, your mom, and your half-brother? Yeah. Okay, how old's your half-brother? Um, he's a couple years older than me. I, yeah, we were a small family. Okay. So, Did you guys get along? Um, Not really. <laughs> not really. We didn't get along. We we're totally polar opposites of each okay. other. Okay. So, and not a lot of people know that I have a half-brother or whatever, but... Um, they know now. Yeah, they do. And there's a lot of things that, because I'm kind of secretive about my past. Well... And I coming into this, I knew you're going to ask a bunch of questions that I I've never answered before in my, in my okay, life. Okay, well, if there's something you don't want to answer, you just say, I don't want to answer it. Plead the fifth? Yeah. No, I, I decide. I'm going to let it all go. I'm I like it. it so, what was your childhood like then? Um, it was unique. Um... We, uh, mom was always working, so mm -hmm. I kind of just kind of fended for myself, if you will. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, really, I mean, which leads to what I do professionally. Music was a pretty mm. big, music and sports were a big outlet for me. Yeah. So. I think um, I had a single mom, too. Okay. And so, and I remember her working all the time. Yeah. Um, during the holidays, she would take on a second job just to sort of provide. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something about, about the kids with a single mom because they do work so hard to provide for the family. Yes. And she had a great support system, but at the same time, you do have to fend for yourself a little bit. You're home by yourself a lot. All the time. I had a small group of friends, and it was funny because I was, like, popular in high school. For I had no idea why either. I was, like, student body president and, and all this stuff, but I really had a close-knit friends that mm -hmm. helped me out. And I became, you know, their parents became 
my parents, you know right. what I mean? So, oh, absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, yeah. they watched out for you a little bit. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. So, um, high school, where'd you go to high school? Beaverton High School, yep, go Beavs, um, which is wait, funny. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. I know, I know, I know. You're, I know. you're a duck fan. Here's the deal. You're a beaver fan first. I'm really a platypus, right? <laughs> I'm a combination because really we have the same colors. We have the same colors, and I was gonna go to uh, you know uh, to to the thing, but later on I became more of a duck fan, and which led to you know my I professional thing. Yeah, go, go I know. Okay, man. <laughs> That's a really good yeah. See if somebody's like if the beavers are like you know doing well and the ducks mm-hmm. aren't doing well and they're like in national mm-hmm. spotlight i'll root for the beavers i'm not really that hardcore like that but you right. know how this state is more more go oregon than anything yeah, yeah for sure okay so you said you were popular <laughs> in high school yeah it's funny why does that surprise you well because i mean really tell you the truth when i was younger i was really shy okay like really shy i don't know if i believe that but it's, okay. no seriously painfully shy and I really didn't talk to anybody except for my closest friends. Uh-huh. But I think I used kind of like humor to kind of uh, set the tone for whenever I met anybody. For and, sure. You know, people. Sw- and plus, I there were cliques in high school, and I kind of floated around everywhere. So mm-hmm. there were the the cool kids who were in the sports. There were the drama kids, and then there were the kids that you know kind of outcasts, outsiders, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I kind of floated in between everybody. And then there's like when it, when I ran for student body, there was this one dude, he was like the preppy guy. Like everybody knew that he was the guy that nobody wanted to be, you know, him to be like president because he was okay. so like, he was so gung-ho and wanted to be, and he, he got mad all the time. It was okay. like, why you always win? Why you always win, man? Why you, I, I want to be the guy. And I'm like, man, I don't know. Maybe just people just like me better. And you beat him. Yeah, man, yeah. I beat him out. and. Uh, <laughs> He was always mad, man. He was always mad. So it was one of those things where, you know, I just kind of, I was friends with everybody. I yeah, social butterfly. Yeah. Right. And I yeah. didn't exclude anybody out of my, you know, friendship, uh, you know, thing. Or right. Whatever. And you played basketball? Played some hoops, but I really like track and field better than hoops. Okay. So I, Why is know, that? Because it was so fun. Like my, my uh, buddy, his name is Henry, shout out Henry Springer. Um, he was punk guard on the basketball team, but... And it was so like, you know, because we were always going for the state championship. Uh-huh. Where there were, but um, because Beaverton is such a track and field type thing. Exactly. Yeah, man. It, we had so much fun in the back of the bus listening to uh, music and, and just kicking it. And I didn't really have any. The only stress I did have was I ran the 400. Mm-hmm. And it was the worst. It's the worst race like, because it's like a sprint and a jog all together. And they wanted me to run the mile relay, and they were really like, you got to run the mile relay. You got to help us out. Mm-hmm. Man, I'll tell you what, that was the most stressful rest, right, race or whatever. But the other things I did with long jump and the triple jump, and there was no stress behind that because I could just do it on my own and train on my own and right. listen, listen to music, you know, right. in between. And so we just had so much fun. And plus it was springtime. And in Portland, you don't get a lot of sun. Exactly. But once that sun came out, it was just good time vibes, you know what I'm saying? So music was a big part of your life, yes. even from a young age. Yes. Did you want to do something with that, like, other than radio? Was there, did you have, like, a dream before of... Here's what happened. So... What had happened was... This, what had happened is, you know what I'm saying? 
I really like loved music. I had like such a love for music, and uh, in Portland, there weren't like a lot of R and B or uh, hip hop type uh, stations. We had Z one hundred, which played top forty. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know, you had BET, you had MTV or whatever. But they, you know, I just had a love for you know soul and R and B and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But my my weakness is I couldn't play a musical instrument. I wanted to play a musical instrument, but I could not figure it out. What do you want to play? Anything specific? Well, started started up with violin and like at school or whatever. Yeah, I know. Picture the recorder? Mm. <laughs> Man, all I could do is Mary Had a Little Lamb and I was done. Okay, so violin. Started that and I couldn't play that. I would try to play the piano. I couldn't get that. But then I saw some people like, or like DJs Okay. on TV and I'm like, ooh. They get to just play music and you didn't have to learn really right and i have this weird thing with my ears like i can hear music and you know know like what songs go with what you know it's the flow kind mm -hmm. of yes and that's kind of how i got into djing really so okay djing was like my first thing before i even got in the radio i wasn't even infatuated with like the radio announcers on right on radio Except for there was this one guy who was on um, Saturday nights on the community station. And uh, he his name was J.W. Friday. And he was like one of the guys I was really like. Because everybody knew this guy. He was the cat that played all the, you know, hip-hop and mm -hmm. R&B and all that stuff. And actually, that's how I got to Prince music or whatever, by listening yeah. to that guy. Because that's my favorite artist or whatever. And, and I was like, DJing. That just seems interesting because yeah. you don't really know, you don't really have to learn how to play stuff, but. You just have to have the ear for it, mm -hmm. it sounds like. So. Um, do you remember the days when MTV played music? <laughs> do you remember yes. those days? Yes. And music videos and. And my favorite were the blocks when they had yes. one artist and they play like four or five different songs in a row by that artist. Those were my favorite. And I was so excited when Michael Jackson would have the, oh, man. Have yeah. the blocks or mm -hmm. Prince or Madonna or whatever. You knew they were going to have all the songs that you really liked. Yeah, um, those were the days. Those were the days. Those were the days. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Prince really quick. Oh, uh, We can't talk about that really quick, though. Really quick, because you, you, you love, love Prince. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, we could talk about this for a minute. How, how, well, how did you how did you discover um I mean, what were your, some of your favorite artists growing up first of all? Well, first of all, you know, Jackson's mm -hmm. um Jackson 5? Yes. Well, actually the Jacksons. It was like after um they left Motown or whatever, uh -huh. so when they got into the the, you know, funk vibe or whatever when Michael was like transitioning into his like own. solo career mm -hmm. so growing up michael stevie wonder oh, was yeah. a big one because my mom really loved stevie wonder so she had like all of his albums so that was a biggie and uh man i just happened to step on this dude man do you remember the song that you heard that was like who I is this guy he, he actually it was funny because i he is he's kind of a producer guy so mm -hmm. There was, you know, the group in Purple Rain called The Time. Mm -hmm. And I actually heard that music before I heard Prince because you look on the album covers and would say produced, performed, and arranged because he plays like so many instruments. So basically these albums he would put out by other people, he'd play all the music and just have the dude like Morris Day or whatever just be singing like on top of it and that was it. So Crazy. 
So I'm like, who's this guy, like Stevie Wonder, who plays all these instruments? Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, go on, Prince. <laughs> and he was kind of, he was kind of the bad boy, uh -huh. whereas Michael was the good boy. True. You know, back in the day. So, you know, I, he had like that edge, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, man, I'm going to listen to this dude and see what's up. And so after... And this is like right before Purple Rain dropped. I'm like, dude, this dude's gonna blow really up. Did you, and you seen him live? Man, I seen that dude live so many times, so many times. I've seen him, and uh, man, it just kind of make me emotional a little bit because he's one of the cast is like, you think he was gonna last forever? I know. Because really, he looks he looked the same as he did like back in the day. Like it was right. like. What kind of pills are you taking? Well, we, I guess we kind of know. <laughs> well, you, I mean, it hit you hard when he, when we learned about yeah. his dying. That yeah. was, that was a big deal for you. Yeah, because he was one of those, because like I said before, I was painfully shy. Like, and really sitting in my room after coming home from class or whatever, mm -hmm. it was like, his music was like my outlet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's one of those, like, artists that was really... Really, um, I don't know, just kind of, you know, people got the, their, their people that speak to them. You I know agree. I, mean? I think there's something about music that you connect with their words and, and how they sing and, and their songs. And then when you see them live, I feel like you make an even bigger connection with them. Yeah. And then you almost get weird and you're like, we're best friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I, you know, this this artist, I'm she's my best friend. I love her. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, with him, it was more of. I mean, he's remarkable. He plays like over thirty instruments, and I didn't know how to play instru instruments at right. all. And Sounds I'm like, good. how does that guy do it? Like, make these songs with drums, bass, guitar, and is all it also stuff. is it also too that it's the idea that he's not going to be around to produce anything more? Mm -hmm. Like we have we have all of his music from the past, obviously, but yeah. there's not going to be anything more from him. True that, but. He was the guy that would record a song like every day. And there's this infamous mm. vault that they're just cracking open. So they say he can put out an album for the next hundred years. Whoa. Yeah. Well, that that's makes how, you excited. I know. That's how big. <laughs> but there's like litigation and all that sure, stuff. People have sure. to figure out because he didn't leave a will. Right. But when they crack open, they've actually cracked open a little bit of it. And there's stuff in there that's like better than all the stuff that he's like put out commercially. So... I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, too. well, you should be. So. Um, so getting back to radio a little bit, how yeah. do you think it's, um, you've been in radio how long now? A little over maybe 22 years. Jeez, yeah. dude, that's a long time. Yeah. How has it, it's changed so much, yeah. so much. Yeah, and um, I've been through the changes because um, I got into radio right before it got really digital. Mm-hmm. And um, when everything started happening, like we got voice tracking and people people can be out of, because I'm a program director also, so exactly. I run a station. So um, I got into it where it changed, I mean, almost overnight because of digital. Mm -hmm. and, um, and when the internet came and, you know, Napster and, and that Streaming, was- Streaming, yeah. Mm -hmm, that became it's it's one of those things where locally it's it's good locally it's good because you you still have personalities that you know can shine and cut above but you can get your music anywhere and um it's 
it's going through a change, but I think once you still have personalities right. in the mix, right? Because um, you can't get that from from uh, streaming or anything like that. You're giving your listeners a reason to come listen to you every day, right? You and know? you know our local ties, and mm -hmm. you know we got country crossings, which mm -hmm. is big for our country stations, mm -hmm. and. Just locally, I think in a local standpoint, we're still going to be in people's cars yeah. because um, even though um, cars, you can stream stuff, um, you know, kids these days, they still get used cars. They don't have, I mean, you have to plug all this stuff in to make things oh, yeah. work or whatever. So I know. <laughs> <laughs> My car is a little older. Right, so right. I got to so, make it work. Yeah. And I mean, kids make it work. But at the same time, when moms are driving the kids to school or whatever, mm -hmm. they just want to go in and press the button. And I, that's when radio has an opportunity to shine. I mean, um, it's been through a lot of changes. And I've been through... Um, through it all. I mean, the 2000s were probably the biggest, yeah. you know. But you're still here. Which is weird, which is weird because, yeah, I started, you know, late um, 90s, early 2000s. And I'll tell you what, I went back to Portland and did radio for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And you know, that was the funnest time of my life. But that was at the point where, you know, artists came to the studios and did, you know, interviews. And, and uh, it was, you know, pretty magical time because they just signed on a hip-hop station mm. and so we were kind of part of that where we do radio remotes and and uh people would show up like you know maybe two minutes after we did a break on the air now it's kind of a struggle bus to yeah. try to get people out to you know certain you know certain places mm -hmm. but there are still people who are loyal to radio because you know, you notice things are kind of coming back. You know, people yeah. buy their records now. They buy vinyl. Vinyl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now even cassettes are kind of becoming like a. What? A yeah. Yeah. I read that even people are buying cassettes and and doing that whole thing. It's kind of a hipster type thing to do now. Yeah. But. Um, Gosh. And Portland is huge for that. Portland yeah. is huge for, you know, vinyl and all that stuff. So. Radio is kind of like, it's kind of retro-ish in a way, especially for kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? Millennials, I guess you would call the them. The millennials, kids mm -hmm. these days on listening to the radio. Yeah. Who have you met? Like, who, what some cool people have you Man. met through radio? Man. Well, I've talked to a lot of folks, and I've met face-to-face -face a few people. Timberland, I met him. He's like one of my favorite producers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's did done Justin Timberlake stuff, and mm -hmm. of course, you know, Missy Elliott and all them, all them cats, but... Yeah, man, that was in Portland. Uh, I was driving the bus because there was a huge concert in uh, Pioneer Square mm -hmm. where the radio station shut it down and brought their own artists and did concerts or whatever. So, yeah, I was one of the bus people or whatever that would, you know, pick up these artists and, and bring them down to the thing. And, yeah, I was talking to him and uh, who? MC Hammer. Stop. Yeah, man. Hammer was cool because he was talking about all these stories when we were driving him. And his huge posse, if you will. Uh -huh. We had like 50,000 people in this group or whatever talking about how he met Tupac and how he was you awesome. Know. And uh, I talked to Pharrell, um, Questlove. Um, man, those are the few people that yeah. are on top of my head. Um, it's interesting that you said the word posse. <laughs> I was told about what, man? Um, what? A, a hip hop crew. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> go ahead. Me and my buddy Carl, um, and this guy named Jeff, who was a rapper, 
Um, when is this? Let's set. Let's set man, the tone. Man, you know what? Maybe that's when we're in Living Color was out. Uh, um. Yes! <laughs> I always want to be a fly girl. Always. Uh, J-Lo was a fly girl, I know. right? I always want to be a fly girl. And Living Color is just the best show Yeah, man. And it kind of comes full circle because Bruno Mars has that song, Finesse, and they did the whole video of uh, that um, in Living Color, know, yeah. the theme or whatever. So, yeah, man, we try to we try to do that. We, we were called the Infinity Posse. Yes. <laughs> Who, wait, who is the MC? <laughs> MC, his name is Jeff. Okay. Def Jeff, I think that's what he went you were, by. You and Carl and were backup dancers? We were the backup dancers for these cats, man, because I used to DJ at a club here locally, and um, this was before, like right before I got in the radio. In fact, this club kind of transitioned me into radio. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, man, we'd go out there and get our groove on and dance and, you know, do the electric slide and all yes. that and just kind of get out there and do our thing. So. That's how I met my buddy Carl. He's one of my best friends, and we met dancing. And so it was like, oh man, we're gonna go down to this cellular place. We're gonna do a performance. We're gonna go out there and we're gonna kill it. So we practice and everything. We got the overalls, you know, like crisscross, except for they were on right. Yes. <laughs> crisscross will make you jump, jump. And yeah, so we were the Infinity Posse. We went out there, boy, and then we got off sync and everything. And... <laughs> But we still were just trying to get it, man. We were trying to get it in. We were, yeah. We I love were. it. And so Carl, and then Carl started rapping, and he still raps to his very to this very day because yeah. I can't rap rap nothing but presence. But <laughs> he, yeah, he still got rhymes, and he he does like uh, school work, and so mm -hmm. he goes to all these little seminars, and he puts together raps yeah. to these seminars. I've but, seen him dance. Yeah. Yeah, good, yeah, good dancer. Group, yeah. So we both get our groove on. I like it. I do like the it. Kid and play. And you do a lot of um, <laughs> nice. We do it, man. Uh, all right, I have to see that. Um, you do a lot of uh, DJ on the side, just like for yes. Pro I mean, one you mentioned. You had five proms this I, year. Yeah, I had five proms, which is, and I do, you know, uh, private functions mm -hmm. and. And uh, yeah, I don't advertise that I do weddings, but I do do weddings. Okay. So I'm not like booked out like a wedding DJ per se. Right. But um, yeah, I do a lot of uh, a lot of stuff because that's how I started. I started exactly. DJing. I was gonna ask you, what is it about DJing that just because I mean I've heard you work as a DJ, and <laughs> oh. you're right. There, you have a certain way of kind of taking one song into the next, and there's something about it where the whole point really is to get people dancing and yeah. moving and having a blast and not going oh i hate this song and i'm gonna leave now mm -hmm. so what is it about djing that you just that just really makes you tick well first of all djing is huge right now huge which when it first started you didn't think it was going to be that big but djing is like i mean it's huge outside of this area in bigger cities and whatnot and i think that's part of my longevity mm -hmm. as a as a dj because you know i can still you know, beat match without looking at beats per minute is the thing where you where people look and it's a certain number that you look at to match beats or whatever. But I kind of have that ear to where I don't really need to look at that mm -hmm. in a sense. I guess that's my talent. Your gift, yeah, yeah. you just kind of feel it. Exactly, exactly. So, um, man, it's just a rush of trying to get people grooving, you know, and keep yeah. them at that point to where, and you try to think of the song that's going to kill it right. next. I don't know, it's just like, it's very, 
Because I have people come up to me all the time and ask me, man, how do you, how do you get those people like riled up and get mm -hmm. them going and try to figure out what song you're going to play next? And sometimes I pre-plan pre -plan, uh, my, my uh, set, but a lot of times it's just the feel of it. Right. Just trying to get people going, getting people moving. I think there's something about like, you know, when I do a good story for the news or if I cook something and someone's like, I loved that. It was so good. Just hearing that feedback is like, oh, it's the best. So I assume when you see people on the dance floor and you play that next song and they're just like, oh, you know, everybody mm -hmm. kind of freaks out. Do you just, you're like, yeah, I just did that. <laughs> yeah, but I try to not do it like, you know, like I'm, you know, all that or whatever. It just kind of makes me feel good that they're feeling good exactly. about it. You know what I'm saying? I like it. And I do a mix on the radio at uh, 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. It's called the Traffic Jam. And I get people all the time, man, you played something. like cause, And Thursdays, Throwback Thursdays, which is pretty much everybody's favorite. Right. And they're like, oh, man, you played something from back in the day. I didn't realize that was going to come up. And sometimes you throw that wow song in. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, they're like, oh, man. I, Man, just the way you did it or whatever and I don't know, sometimes I just I just kinda do it. Yeah. I just I mean people don't get out of their cars. They get home and the, the jam is still going and they're like, I can't I can't stop the radio right now. That's I've a huge that. compliment. I've heard that before. Or they're like, Yeah, they get to the spot and they're like, Man, I gotta wait till the end to see what's up. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I like it. So. Uh you met your wife in radio. I did. I did. I did. It was um kinda crazy because I was doing nights on the radio, and she was in the same building, and she was in country. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> that's similar. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I was doing top forty, and she was doing country and whatnot, and um, and uh, kind of had an off and on type of relationship, mm -hmm. and it just got to a point where we just we're kind of polar opposites, but sometimes like Paula Abdul says, opposites attract. <laughs> Nice. And uh, yeah, man, it just kind of, kind of um, grew naturally into that mm -hmm. type of relationship. So yeah, radio, and, yeah, radio is kind. And people were like, "Oh no, are they together or are they not together?" Oh, this is Rogue Valley scandal. Yeah, and we did a radio show together, and uh, it was like the, to me, it was like one of the funnest times. Also, oh as really? Far, yeah, as yeah. far as doing a show and our dynamic, and because you know, I'm kind of. Like Donnie Marie, you know, rock and roll and country. Or whatever. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little, I was a little hip hop and she a little country she's or little whatever. Country. Yeah, so we just kind of had that dynamic to where I act a fool and she was straight laced or whatever. And <laughs> and yeah, that dynamic of doing mm -hmm. that type of shows. Um, did you or did both of you when you were doing your show together get any like crazy calls, like crazy callers? Uh, man, all we, the time. All of the I time. Bet. I bet. All of the time. It, yeah, it was. It was a time where people actually would call in mm -hmm. and, uh, <coughs> pardon me. You're all good. Um, they would call in and uh, they would like interact and almost be like a third person in our show. And and uh, they were fun times. Nice. Really, really fun times. Any um, any crazy ones? Um, as far as like stalkerish? <laughs> I don't know, sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's like looking back at it, um, we didn't really like have like crazy, crazy people, but just people that were, you know, wanting to be part of like 
the whole situation. Like, I would say something crazy and people would, like, always side with her because she was the most sensible one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'd be like, the one, I'd be like, no, nah, man, that's not how it's going down. And she'd be like, oh, be the sensible one and always side with her. And I'd let that happen. Of course. Of course you did. <laughs> um, so you've been living, how, how long have you been living in the Rogue Valley? Um, well, I went to school at SOU. Uh-huh. And so, and it was funny because my mom was like, okay, so where are you going to go to college? And I was like, you know, it was coming out of Beaverton. And uh, she's all, where are you going to go? And I'm like, I try, I, there was a scholarship for African Americans to where I can get full tuition. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I really wanted to go to U of O. Of course. But uh, um, it was like, well, my buddy was like, well, try SOU. Try, try that or whatever. And I'm like, where's that? And he's like, mm, is in Ashland. And uh, I told my mom, I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go try to go to this school. And she's like, where's Ashland? And I'm like, well, it's down south. It's down south. She's like, oh, you mean by the uh, by uh, Eugene? I was like, nah, this is just a little farther. So, a little, little south. Yeah. Little, little little south. <laughs> And I'm like, man, it's like a couple hours out. She's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go down there and visit you. You might. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I went down there. Um, and then, so I've been um, here for a while, but I moved back to do radio, like I said. That's right. Okay. So, what does she say about just your career? Uh, my mom? Mm-hmm. Um, she loves it. She yeah. loves, she just, she didn't, you know. And, and the funny thing is about my mom and I, we're, we're kind of not as close as some people, mm -hmm. you know, parents and, um, you know, but it's almost like me talking to her, like if I hadn't talked to her in like, you know, that was a period, mm -hmm. you know, where we didn't talk. And uh, I talked to her and she was really impressed about the U of O thing. And we hadn't talked about it yet, but yeah, I DJ for the ducks or mm -hmm. whatever. And she's like, and then she's like, oh, do you talk on the PA or whatever? And I'm like. <laughs> Nah, I'm just the music guy or so. She said, "Oh, that's still impressive. That's yeah. still cool, or whatever." Right. So, yeah, she's feeling it. She likes. The... Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, and the fact that my brother, um, my half brother, like I said, um, we kind of have a different like lifestyle or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was always the one trying to keep things normal. You know what I'm saying? Because our household was kind of rocky, but mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, I was trying to. Trying to be the good kid, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And she always knew that I was gonna, if I was gonna put my mind to her, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, awesome. make, make, make good, if you will. Right. So. so you've been in the Rogue Valley for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, you're incredibly talented. You just are. Uh, why? I don't know about all you that. know you are. Why have you? Why have you stayed here? Why have you? Why? What, what was the decision to just stay here and and keep uh, doing your thing? Well, at first, um, it was. Big Fish, Small Pond. Mm -hmm. And when I went up to Portland to do um, radio up there, I mean, it was it was so fun, but yet I was trying to get in where, where I fit in. I did everything from street team to mixer to filling in for um, for uh, the, uh, the regular DJs. I was also producer of the morning show, and I was just trying to get in where I fit in. And I, right. I was like, man, I got... Really, if you want to keep it real, you want to keep it real? I really want to keep it real. So I have an older son, mm -hmm. and his name is Kenyon. And when um, he was younger, um, him and my, and, and, well, me and his mom mm -hmm. split up. 
And um, I was like, well, if that's going to happen, I'm going to go up to Portland and try to make this radio thing happen. Um, really, what it comes down to it is being a father first, a father figure. And um, I knew he needed that. So I had to come back to the, you know, to home to, to make him, you know, situated and, mm -hmm. and you know, be a father. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, so. I do. <coughs> so that was, how old was he when you decided to come back to the Rogue Valley? Um, he was, what, three or four? I think it was like right before he started getting into, you know, preschool, mm -hmm. and, you know, elementary school. So I was like, man, you know, his mom, you know, shout out to her. She was doing everything she could, because, but her, her, um, situation is she traveled a lot for her work mm -hmm. and so I had to come down and be like you know hey let's take care of business and and make sure he's situated in school and everything and right and really I had to put my career on hold but at the same time it wasn't put on hold because we got that morning show mm -hmm. and um, it was like again big fish in a small pond everything started clicking and I was like okay I'm gonna Cause I'm a big city guy, you know. I like whenever I travel. I'm like, this is this is my wheel horse, you know what I'm saying. And Memphis grown a little bit. It's grown. It's doing this thing, you know. Yeah. We, you know, but um, at the same time, I, I like that big city feel. Even though Portland's not the biggest city, it just you know it mm -hmm. feels big or whatever. But you were essentially in Portland you know, making things happen, kind of making these dreams come true for yourself. Yeah. And you did put that on hold and say, I'm I'm gonna come back because I have a kiddo I have yeah. to take care of. Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to it. And uh especially, you know, um uh I'm gonna say it really, people of color, you know, who are or dads, at that at that time there was a stigma that, you know, baby father wasn't mm -hmm. really, you know, doing anything for the kids or whatever and I had a lot of friends who were like just like not doing what they needed to be doing as a father and so I just I took that and and um yeah I had to had to see that through right you know well saying? and so, um I mean you know you were in a house with a single mom so exactly dad wasn't around for you exactly and that's really the the genesis of making that decision like he yeah. can't, you know, he can't be without his dad. You kind know of paying it forward a little bit. You yeah. don't want, you know, you don't want for him what you had. Yeah, for real. That's, that's a true, true, um, true thing. And I, you know, I, I feel good about what I did, that decision. I feel, feel really good inside about, mm -hmm. you know, coming back and making sure that he was okay. Awesome. How old is he now? Um, he's uh, 22. He's 22. You do not look old enough to have ah! a 22-year-old. <laughs> I know, and this is real. I'm keeping it real. People don't really know like how old is Geminese and how old is he. And I know it's you know they say black don't crack. <laughs> awesome that's but, good yeah man i just try to you know I, well good for you you know what i mean and i i think you know it's you know it was 
a lot of people will be like, well, not good for him. It was the right thing to do. But I think everybody's battle and everybody's struggle is their own. And we can't, yeah. we can't judge it because, you know, you were doing what you were doing, but you felt the need to come back and be there for your kiddo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's like a, a man child now. Exactly. And he's trying to find his way also because... Oh, 22 is tough. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I was trying to feel my way. What am I going to do as a career? And really, I was... DJing, but it wasn't like it didn't feel like a career to me. Mm -hmm. But once I slid into radio, I made that decision. Be like, okay, this is going to be my. Some yeah. people got jobs, and then some people got careers. And uh, I meet people all the time. It's like, man, I used to listen to you back in the day or whatever. Man, you're still doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, it's, it's a career for me. I really yeah. don't have any other options. Just try to expand myself. Right. Well, when you think of like, well, what else could I do? Um, I think about that too, you know, being here at KTVL for 16 years, what else yeah. could I, and you just, you always find yourself coming back to telling stories or being on the radio or playing music and you just, this is what I love. This is what's in my heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, the thing about, you know, now there's so many DJs and, and so many people that are into that thing and trying to make it work and trying to make it, um, you know, getting involved with other things like I, you know, DJing for the Ducks and DJing, mm -hmm. you know, DJ trying to get, trying to spread it instead of, man, I, this ain't gonna work out. I might as well try something else or whatever. No. You Not, keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You keep pushing. All right. Yeah. Well, we're wrapping up. I'm gonna do the uh, final three. Okay. Here we go. All right. Best advice you've ever been given. Well. I, and I was thinking about this radio-wise um, when I was in Portland. Because um, you try to, when you're a radio, you just try to assimilate and try to act different than who you are. Mm -hmm. And I found out that being yourself, regardless if you're on the air, regardless of um, other things, um, is the difference between a, a DJ on the air and a DJ personality. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, I was talking to DJs, you know, who have been in big markets and decided to go there to Portland. And, in fact, one guy who does, his name is Ebro, and he does uh, mornings in New York City. He just did a whole thing with Kanye West or whatever. And, and yeah, he's a huge, like, DJ or whatever. He, he did mornings in Portland, and we had talked a few times, and... Um, He's like, man, just be yourself. You can't be anybody but. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, people want will want you to try to sound or trying to be like, you know, regular, you know, DJs or regular. Just be yourself. And that's what cuts through, you know. And uh, I think I've been fortunate to try to be myself in, in whatever situation. And I think that's that was the biggest advice that I've ever had somebody, you know tell me because there's so many people that get in and out of radio yeah. and they sound just like everybody else exactly. but I think I have a sound to where and, and the, really it is it's, I'm just being myself mm -hmm. I can't be nobody but I like it mm -hmm. uh, if you ever left this place meaning you know Rogue Valley Oregon uh, what would you want to come back for what would you miss uh, well like I said I'm a big city guy um, but there are a lot of good people here. There really are a lot of good people. And I'm not just saying that just to say, people say all this, you know, they say that all the time. Oh, there's people, you know, there's good people here and blah, blah, blah. But no, seriously, there mm -hmm. are really good people that um, love 
where they are, you know? I'm not an outdoorsy type of guy. There's a lot of outdoorsy people around here, you know? I'm not the type of guy that goes camping, you know what I'm saying? Unless there's a motel by. (laughs) But um, just just, there are good people who who want good schools Mm -hmm. and good, you know, good uh just good lifestyle and and uh i think that's and really actually want to make the place better i agree you know and i think that's what i think mostly is okay um and then if you were given a last meal and a last you know beverage drink of choice what would it be i know what i know you're kind of a foodie (laughs) for real though food network man that's my thing (laughs) We go up to Portland just because. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, hey, foodie, that's no joke. We go up there looking for spots that have been on Triple D. Um, no, for real. <laughs> I say fettuccine Alfredo. I think that's that's my go-to. Really? Yeah, fettuccine Alfredo, and um, I don't really drink. And people think I'm funny. There's two things that I don't really drink. Mm-hmm. That um, people are like, man, you don't drink that? I'm not an alcohol dude because um, it's like peas to me and it's, it's acquired taste. You don't like peas either. I do not like, I do not like me some peas. Okay. I'm not a peas dude. So alcohol and peas. Alcohol and peas. So what's your, what's your my, beverage? You have like my, a drink. Yep. Arnold Palmer. Okay. That's iced tea and lemonade. That's right. All that's right. That's my signature. Oh, Even though awesome. I don't golf, I <laughs> golf like Charles Barkley. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm the worst. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I'm glad you had me down here. I'm so glad we had you down here. This is a lot of fun. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes and if you like it, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps other people find us. And you can check out the video portion of this podcast on ktvl.com. Just go to features and then off script. DJ Gemini. Hey. Hey, wait, before we leave, where can people listen to you? Oh, yes. Uh, 107.5 KISS FM. That is the radio station, 6 to 10 a.m., uh, if you're ever at Autzen Stadium, uh, hear me do the music for the Ducks or Matt Nine Arena. I'm the Matt Nine Arena DJ for the basketball team. And uh, yeah, just anywhere we got it popping live. Right. You know what I mean? And don't don't dance too much in your car when you're listening to him so you get pulled over for drunk driving. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. All right, DJ Gemini, thanks. It's been fun. Thank you.